there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weeby, and I am going to walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Unstuck Podcast. And today, I get the privilege of interviewing Dr. Gia Conway. You guys, she is so amazing. And the two of us connected on LinkedIn a while back, and we've talked several times, and she and I knew that we needed to connect with one another because of all the things that we have in common. And these are just a few. She is an accomplished nurse practitioner with oncology, so she helps cancer patients. She's also an author, a coach. She is an ordained minister. She has a Medi Spa Salon wellness kind of spa thing. Just amazing, amazing accomplishments that that you have on your resume, Dr. Conway. And I'm so excited for people to get a chance to hear from you today because there's so much wisdom that you have and the things that you've been through and how you can give us hope and inspiration and practical tools to help us get unstuck. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm excited to be with you tonight. Definitely been a pleasure to connect with a like-minded woman of faith. So I'm excited to be with you tonight. Thank you for having me on your platform and good evening to all listeners on tonight's podcast. Excellent. Okay. So Dr. Conway, I want you to tell us a little bit about you. What are you up to these days? I, I described you a little bit, but I want to hear from you. What are you most proud of? So good question. Who is Dr. Gia? First and foremost, thank you for an amazing introduction, but I honestly give myself no credit for those things. I really believe that when you come to an acute awareness of what you're supposed to be doing in life, the universe just kind of lines up and the pathway to destiny begins to open before you. But I am, as those things that you just said, I am a practicing oncology uh, nurse practitioner, and I have been for over 20 years, and I absolutely love taking care of my patients. That has been a absolute passion for years. Even when I've tried to leave oncology, that just seems to be where I ended up. I am a nine-time um, best-selling author. I am a life coach for women. I also do mentor some women on occasion, I also am a ordained minister, so I preach, I teach, do a little bit of that. But my greatest uh, life accomplishments absolutely are being a wife, a mother, I'm a Gigi. Mm -hmm. I love being a sister. I love being a friend. I just love life. And so I find that the greatest accomplishments are those roles before anything else, before I'm a nurse practitioner, I'm a wife, before... I'm an author before I'm a coach or a mentor. I am a mother and I am a grandmother. So those are my greatest accomplishments in my life at this time. That is so wonderful. And I have to ask you then, your life sounds amazing now. So is it fair to assume, though, that you have ever been through something that has been hard? You have ever felt helpless, hopeless, a victim of your circumstance in any way? Absolutely. I would love to meet the woman or the man who just stepped out of the womb and didn't <laughs> go through anything because I absolutely want to know what 
fear you were born in that you never encountered anything. But absolutely, we all go through something, right? You know, we all have our cross to bear. And for some, it may be to a greater extent than others. But I'm of the belief that my journey has been no less or no greater than that of another. But I've certainly had my issues to overcome. I've certainly had some things that I had to dig myself out of and some very dark and barren places of my life. And for me, that started very young at the age of nine. I had been sexually assaulted and abused. And then, so that had a very significant impact on me. Um, and then I lost my mother very early at the age of 12. I lost my mother to drug abuse. So for me, those were very dark places for many years of my life. And, you know, I learned how to cope and not so much deal with them mm -hmm. for years. And I wanted, when I say years, it took 11 years to really get to a point where I had to face the scars of those places of abuse. It took 11 years to be able to verbalize that I was still angry, I was still hurt, I was incomplete. Uh, it took years to realize that I had no self-esteem, no place of self-love, and truly was just going through life, doing life. Not even really experiencing it, not even really enjoying it. I used to feel like I took on the role of becoming a nurse because that way I could deal with other people's pain and didn't have to deal with my own. Mm. So two very dark places of my life that left me feeling so empty. And you get to a point where rock bottom, you wonder if there's a layer below rock bottom when you absolutely feel so desolate on the inside that you don't even know if God even loves you because you begin to get to a point where you're questioning, is there God? If, if there's God, then why did I have to go through so much? Why did that have to be my story? And as I began to mature in so many areas of my life, no longer did I question the why of God, but the why not me. Mm. And, and I know that probably sounds crazy because who wants to go through anything? But my question to when I mentor and, or counsel women is, if not you, then who? Who would you pick to have went through what you went through? Who would you have picked to endure your journey, your pain, your place of depression and oppression? Who would you have said? Would you have said, well, I'd rather my neighbor go through this than me, or I'd rather my sister endure this than me? So when you begin to go through your process of healing and forgiveness, and you allow God to really break you, you stop asking God, why me? But why not me? Because the why not me is where God begins to unfold that the, the why of the matter is that there's a greater purpose beyond your pain than what you choose to embrace when you're hurting so bad. So to be in that place of such a darkness where I wanted everybody to fix me but me, you only keep running into one wall after another. Why? We aren't designed to fix people. I didn't create you. You didn't create me. We aren't designed to fix people, but we are designed to be their cheerleaders. We are designed to push them into their greater place of purpose and destiny. We are designed to be transparent before people because people don't really care about what you say. They want to know that you get it. They want to know that you understand, that you can relate. They don't really care about all the hype. People are impressed about my titles, Lachelle. Hear me clearly. They want to know, can you relate 
to this place that I'm talking about right here? Do you understand what it means to be hurt, to be broken, to be betrayed, to have a place where forgiveness supersedes your faith? Do you understand that, Dr. Gia? Because when I can relate to that, then I have their heart. I have their ear. I have their place where they're ready to really hit the ground running. And that, for me, is, has been my greatest place of being able to be where I am today and where I see myself on tomorrow. Wow, that is powerful. And I'm going to ask you, when you said that you kind of hit that rock bottom place and that it took you 11 years to be able to really tackled that feeling of worthlessness that you described. What happened to make you decide that it was enough of that and that you were ready to overcome that and and take on a new approach to this? What happened was I got to a place in my marriage, to be honest with you, where I was so displaced in my marriage that my inadequacies were trumping the success of my relationship. And it really came to a point where I was about to lose everything Hmm. because I had not really acknowledged that I needed some help. I had tried it my way and it just was not working. I was at a place where everything that I had called a place of safety and security was about to be gone. And it was about to be gone because I, I had expectations of my husband that he needed to fix me, he needed to fix this issue, he needed to fix this problem. And it wasn't his problem. Mm. It wasn't his issue. So the expectations of my brokenness, I was placing upon someone that didn't have the capacity to meet them. And so when it got to a point where I was looking at my life from a bird's eye view and realizing that I was about one slip away from losing everything, everything after having tried it with counseling sessions after having tried it spending many a days on the floor just crying and trying to figure out why this woman at this age that i was still was so incomplete i had a career my nursing career was great at that point i was just still a bedside nurse but i had a great career i had great children and i had a great husband but i still was so unhappy and if you understand anything about the principles of joy and happiness you understand that happiness is circumstantial Mm -hmm. it's conditional on some things if this is right in the world today i'm happy if this is what uh, my bank account looks like i'm happy if this is what i have on today i'm happy but pure joy comes from understanding that it's not contingent on whether it, the sun is shining today or your bank account got four zeros or two zeros or whether or not everybody on your neighborhood speaks to you. But joy comes from understanding that joy comes from the Lord and man can't give it because man can't because man can't take it away either. It comes from understanding that it's a true, authentic place that says no matter what I'm going through today, I still have joy. No matter what I'm feeling like today, joy is still my recompense, that joy is still my deposit. So coming to that place of having almost losing everything, Michelle, was at a point where I had to say, God, I've tried it my way, and now I'm ready for your way. Mm. And so you essentially figured out that your past and the way that you were clinging to that and the way that you were a victim to it was affecting your future. 
And at that point, you made a decision, like, I'm not going to let my my past rob me of my future. I had to get to that place because if not, it would have continued to be a forfeit. I would have continued to stay complacent and comfortable with my pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we get so comfortable with our pain and our dissatisfaction that we think it's normal. You know, you get to a place where you start thinking that everybody else is crazy and that what you're doing is normal because it becomes comfortable. Right. It be easy. I don't know about anybody else that's been through some traumatic things, but I wasn't comfortable. I was very uncomfortable as a matter of fact, and I was very dissatisfied and I needed different. I needed to feel good on the inside that I knew that when I laid my head down at night, I was okay with my past because that's why it's called your past. Right. But even more so, I had hope of a present. I had hope of a future. And I needed to get to that place because I was so sick and tired of being of being tired. Right. And I think that that's something that we have to acknowledge, right, is that our comfort zones aren't always that comfortable. And you got to a point where it got so uncomfortable that you needed to make a choice. And I think that that's really what's powerful here is that you have to make a choice. And you made a choice to learn how to be joyful. And I want to know a little bit more about that. Because did you find that when you first started to look at life as being in joy versus just being happy, that it started with that choice that you had to consciously make? And is that something that you have to consciously do now? Uh, Change is absolutely a choice and it has to be an intentional, it has to be a deliberate choice that you make over and over again. Mm -hmm. You have to choose you over and over again because just because you wake up on Monday and make a decision to do something, you have to make sure that you have that same choice on Tuesday that same choice on Wednesday, that same choice on Thursday. So it had to be a constant choice for me, Lachelle, that I was going to choose to win every day. Why? Because for so long, I chose to be a loser. For so long, I chose to lose myself in my past. For so long, I chose to lose myself in my pain. For so long, I chose to allow people to define me and refine me according to how they thought I should look or how they thought I should feel or, or what they thought I should be doing. And so that girl had to graduate. She had to grow up real quick and leave old girl behind because the new girl, the new Gia that came to an acute awareness that she was fearfully and wonderfully made, that there was already a destiny awaiting for her, not defined by her past, not not defined by her brokenness. When that girl was ready to show up, I'm going to tell you, when you come to realize who you are for real, you are a powerful person. Mm -hmm. When you come to really operating from a place of greatness and knowing you're amazing and why nobody can be you. Nobody can do what you were created so divinely, so intimately, and so intentionally to do. I don't care who copycats. I don't care who takes a reflection. Nobody can be you but you. And when you come to realize who that person is, you'll choose her over and over again. You'll keep choosing her over and over again. She'll always be your best choice. Why? Because you come to realize that, yep, you went through some things, not because you chose to, but because you had to to be the person that you are today. Mm. I don't think I could be who I was today had I not went through what I went through. Would I want to do it all over again? Absolutely not. But if that was my token, if that was my card that I was dealt, 
I rock it out again. You gotta get to a point where you choose you every time. So I don't know about our listeners, but I am dying to know how you got from where you were to this amazing, inspirational, powerful version of Gia that you are today. Because girl, when I hear you and I hear the conviction in your voice, it's like, I want some of that. That's who I want to be. And there's so many people listening that are stuck. They're stuck by fear. They're stuck by circumstances. They're stuck by outside things that are holding them back or so they think are holding them back and they want something different, but they don't know what steps to take. So take us down that road, my friend. Help us see how we can step boldly into our Gia, right? Our version of you, because wow, you are very, very inspirational. Lachelle, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's three things I live by. And that process for me summed up into three things. First, you have to acknowledge. We can never change what we don't acknowledge. You won't choose to change what you don't acknowledge. I had to acknowledge that I was a mess. I had to acknowledge that I needed to do something different because my way wasn't working. And that first came in a couple of ways. First, I had to acknowledge that I needed something bigger than me. And I don't know, you know, for your listeners, if you're not a person of faith, if you are a person of faith, you must believe that you have to choose something bigger than you to overcome you. Because the constant voice that you have in your mind, the constant voice that you hear over and over and over again is you. Which means if you're telling yourself the same solution that didn't work a year ago, it's not going to work this year. If it didn't work in 2019, if it didn't work in 2018, it's not going to work now. So the reality is you have to have something. Uh, it has to be a belief in something greater than you. I don't care what you call him. I don't care who you call him. But for me, it's God. Mm -hmm. And I had to allow God to break me. And I can hear you say, what does that mean? You were already broken when you went before God. I had to allow God to break me. And that means when, when God breaks you because he's so loving, because he wants nothing but the best for us, he breaks you in a way that you don't even realize that he's breaking you, but he breaks you in a way where he begins to show you you for real. Mm. You know, we like to sometimes think that we're peachy and creamy in some things, but God will begin to show you you. And when he begins to show you you, you're like, wow. You begin to really see those places and things that you were still holding on to that have meant you no good. You begin to see some relationships that truly are unhealthy for you. You begin to realize that you really can do better if you just step aside and get out of your own way that you really can achieve success. Success is not about stuff. You got to understand that success is about the mere fact of who life did you make a difference in because you showed up to your purpose right so when you've done that you've been successful because you've operated in your place of greatness so when god began to show me me i call it exfoliation you know what exfoliation does it pulls off the dead stuff right right it pulls back the dead layers so when god began to exfoliate me i had no choice but to step out of those dead places i had no choice but to move beyond the scaliness that was over my eyes that all i could see was that that pain had to be my portion and pain really was not my period. So you got to allow a place of exfoliation. So God began to put people in my space that could love me through my mess. You got to have some true authentic people that's going to check you on your stuff 
and you can still receive from them and you know that they're doing that out of a place of love. Sometimes we don't want to hear that we're not so lovely. Sometimes we don't want to hear that we got some stuff going on that we need to really own and let go. We want everybody to, to stroke us and make it real easy. When you got true, authentic people in your space that say, no, I love you too much to leave you right there. I love you too much to keep seeing you bang your head up against the wall. I love you too much to leave you broken like this. So I'm going to love you through your issues. I'm going to love you through your guilt. I'm going to love you through your unforgiveness because I love you too much to leave you there. Mm -hmm. So when God began to put good people in my space, sound mentors that can say, girl, I'm not moved by that. So what? You felt that and somebody else felt that too. That doesn't make you a bad person. That makes you human. So you got to have somebody to love you through your mess. That's the first thing of acknowledgement. Secondly, after you've acknowledged your issues, the second thing is you have to be willing to affirm. You got to make some nice sound affirmations to yourself. You got to write what I call a love letter to you. That means you start writing to yourself what you see that God has now shown you. Because when you write that love letter to yourself, when you make those affirmations to yourself, you're now holding yourself accountable. You're now saying, you know what, I'm worthy to do this because if I can forgive others, then why can I not forgive me? Why can I not believe that I do deserve to be joyful, that I do deserve to have peace, that I do deserve to love me? Why do I not think I'm worthy of that? So when you write that love letter to yourself, you're telling yourself you're all that, that you deserve all of that. And you're holding yourself accountable to that. Because as long as I made the choice to hold myself accountable to that, Lachelle, there was no slipping. And even when I slipped, I had to be like, no, that's not what you said. Mm. That's not what you promised, not only yourself, but that's not what you promised God. And because I didn't want to disappoint God, it made me stick to my letter. It made me stick to my affirmations. It made me want to do more, do better, be great, be better. It made me want to be that person. It made me be able to hold up my little mirror from my purse and say, girl, I love you. Because when you make that affirmation to yourself, no longer does pain feel so good. No longer does that place of comfortable that was becoming so uncomfortable give you the satisfaction that it used to. Because when you've tasted and you begin to see just how good you are in the eyes of God, when you begin to feel like you're his favorite daughter, you don't settle for anything less. You're a daughter of the king. Why would you settle for less? So when you get to that place of affirmation, there's no settling. And my third principle is you got to take action. You got to take action. You've affirmed all those things. You've acknowledged all those things. Now it's an action plan for life. What is it that you would want to do? What is it that if nobody paid you to do it, that you do it anyway, because that's what you could see yourself doing. So for me, it was if no one paid me to do any of the things that I'm doing, what would I do with my life? And that bottom line was make people feel as great as I felt. Make people, help people come to an acute awareness that no matter what you've been through, no matter what the barren, empty places of your life have looked like, no matter what you thought the world was going to take from you, I promise you there's a river on the other side that's running a place of overflow just for you. If I could do nothing else, what action would I take? And that's the action I live out. Three principles, acknowledge, affirm, and take action. And that's how I live my life. 
That is amazing. That is powerful. And I know that I practiced some of that. I learned something from that and I cannot wait to take it to the next level. And so I'm going to ask you, because I think that our audience is learning so much from you, is there anything else that you feel like you want to say to somebody who's feeling stuck right now and they just need to take action? You got to, I would say to that person, you have to not be afraid to seek a mentor or a coach I feel that so that we stay stuck so often in our places of stagnancy because we don't want people to know our business. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel like if, if I tell somebody, then they're going to judge me. And you're right. People will judge you. That, But that is why you have to choose wisely. You have to choose strategically and you have to choose intentionally. Can this person that I'm about to unload on handle what I'm about to put before them? You know, but you have to reach out beyond you because, again, as I said earlier, the constant voice in our head is our voice. And if I was making sense to me, I would be better, right? (laughs) If I was making sense to me, I would have been able to get myself to that place of understanding that I could, of how to love myself, of how to have self-esteem and how to build that. I would have already gotten myself to that place of forgiveness, because I would have understood that forgiveness is not about the offender. It's not about the offense. It's about you. So you, to the person listening that's saying, I'm stuck and I've been that way for so long. I don't feel worthy. I don't love me. I don't know how to forgive. I don't know where to start, but I know that I need to start. The first thing you have to do is forgive. And the second thing is you got to move. You got to move and you got to move to somebody that's been where you are and knows how to get you to the next place of where you need to be. You have to not be afraid to reach out beyond your own sphere of influence to somebody that's ready to pull pull you up. You got to have three types of people in your space. You got to have somebody that's on the same level that you're on. You have to have somebody that's a level above you that can reach down and pull you up. And you got to have an eagle because you want to be able to soar with an eagle. Mm -hmm. So you got to have those people in your space. And I'll say to anybody on this line, Stop suffering in silence. Stop suffering in a place of discomfort because you think it's what you deserve. As long as you think that's what you deserve, you'll discredit and count yourself Mm -hmm. out of the game of life. So don't stay stuck. Mm -hmm. Reach out. Somebody's waiting. I promise you somebody's waiting. I'll stagnantly hold somebody else's destiny up. Somebody's waiting on you. Step out. That is so powerful. And I'm going to ask you this because I think that your coaching and your background is going to evoke thought. If you were to give our audience one question to ponder after they listen to this to help take them to that next level, what would you ask them to think about? I would ask them to think about if they could change one thing in another person's life, what would they do differently in their own life? Mm, That's awesome. And so you guys, I hope that you take that to heart because that's going to help you move forward for sure. Okay, Dr. Gia, I want people to know how they can get a hold of you. If they want to read your books, if they want to follow your journey, if they want to work with you as a coach, any of those things, how would they find you? Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lachelle. So for, if people want to find me, follow me, reach out to me, there are several ways you can reach me. I am on social media. Obviously, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can find me on LinkedIn under Gia Conway. 
I am on Facebook as Gia R. Conway. You have to have the R for my Facebook handle. And I am on Instagram as Gia Conway. My website is www.giaconway.com. And when you enter my website, you'll see all the different things that I've, I've done. You'll be able to connect with me there. There is an information page that you can shoot me an email through. If you're interested in scheduling a one-on-one discovery session with me, picking my brain a little bit, you'll also be able to link yourself there to my online wellness suite. So it's not brick and mortar yet, but that's coming. But you would also be able to link yourself to my online uh, wellness suite where you will find my host, an array of wellness products that kind of nurture you from the inside out. And you'll also be able to expose yourself to the titles and availability of my books. So certainly please look me up, reach out to me. I'm, I would love to speak with you. I'd love to chat with you and I'd love to bless you with the product. So you can reach me on any one of those platforms, any of those mediums, and I look forward to connecting with you. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your inspiration and your stories tonight. Thank you so much, Lachelle, for having me. And absolutely thank you for your listeners who decided to show up for themselves tonight. Mm, absolutely. That. All right. Now, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any of this awesomeness. And I will see you here next week as we discover ways to get ourselves unstuck and walk together in order for all of us to step boldly into the life that we are meant to live.